Other places have had it, but I think we have it as the most common and probably because we drive so fucking much. People dying in their cars because of the weather. Yes, I've decided to. Okay, you want to talk about a conspiracy theory? Or, or no, this is it. I've decided I am ba- I am blaming all this anger that Americans feel towards each other on the auto industry by the fact that they have made people think they should be in a car all the time. Mm. Interesting. I it think is, it's it is very uh, separating. It does separate you from the world. You're just zipping past all the people on the sidewalks, all the stores, etc. You're just you're closed off from the world, so it definitely. Well, I'm I could sure be wrong, but I think even before school shootings uh-huh. started, that we had highway, freeway shootings. Mm-hmm. where people killed other people on the road. And that's where the term road rage came. And road rage has been about a long time. Um, speaking of traffic, there was multiple traffic stories. Hold on. Let me, I'm doing a little microphone audio. Yeah, that's there. what I'm saying is that it sorry, is that um, it. That's all right. There was New York or not. Was it New York? No, it was D.C. Near D.C. they had like the. 45 mile traffic jam, right? Yeah, that was uh, the one that that the uh, who do I want to say Merrick Garland got stuck in, but I'm not sure it was Merrick Garland. It was another uh-huh. high profile, could have been the uh-huh. representative. Wow. I'm almost anyway. That's who got stuck in that is what I'm way saying. To get people to pay attention. It would have been funny if it was Pete Buttigieg that got stuck in there, but um, he's on uh, family leave. Oh, I'm joking. That was a joke. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he is or not. I just made that up, guys. Okay. You know me. I throw in ironic. lies. At least I tell you they're lies. Uh-huh. Um, then there was also, I heard about the Elon Musk traffic jam in the uh, Las Vegas tunnel, Tesla tunnel thing. You know what I'm saying? Yep. The one that they were afraid that they were talking about because people don't like to admit that Tesla's cost Tesla's catch on fire, like well, the Pinto did, and uh, the van and the caravan van did, and I can go down many cars that have caught on fire. And they were talking about what if you caught on fire in that tunnel? Uh huh. You'd what be. If? I mean, you never. Yeah. Or if any other thing happened, I mean, you're not. But but I mean, they catch on fire quite frequently, mm-hmm. so there'd be no way to save you. Is uh-huh. the point of that? And That's be a where we're. Jam behind you with no way to get to you. Basically, so yeah. Yeah. Totally. No. So we're not trying to, I mean, I'm not trying to what if so much. I'm trying to say this could very well happen much easier than you think. Mm-hmm. Because like. Uh, Pintos did catch on fire. Mm-hmm. I was around. I was alive at the time when people's Pintos caught on fire. Uh, it was the Corvairs, Corvairs. They were a little early for me. The Corvair. Yeah, I've heard of the Pinto. And then, and then was the uh, the Dodge Caravan. The van, the Dodge. And Iacocco was the, like, big in all the companies that had all these failings. I'm not kidding. If you go back, you trace it, you can find out. Because Iacocco felt profit over 
over life. Mm -hmm. Profit over life. And, you know, America embraced it. Yep. They didn't say, there ain't no fucking way we're going to let you be the head of a car company anymore. You make decisions that kill people. Nope, didn't do that. Didn't he? I don't even think, I mean, individually, people might have gone to the court and sued them. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they did and they won, but it didn't make enough of an impact on the company. Right. So, you know, this thing about how America is or how America was or the true past of America, as I've said, is deep ridden all the way up to our very noses. We're breathing it in capitalism. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, it's going to swallow us a, pretty soon. Speaking of traffic jams, now we're in a political traffic jam because of the corruption of capitalism. But let's get into the show. We'll read Article 5 in just a second. Let's just read Article 5 right away. Uh, and why don't you read it? Because I got the trains blaring in my ear over here. If you, okay. Um, if you want. I've got it up on screen. Yeah, uh, I have it up on my screen, too. Okay. This is Article 5. For all of you. For all of you. And so what? This is what I, I'm going to do it now. If you belong to an intelligence agency and are monitoring us, once again, this is the Article 5. This is really what you're supposed to be fighting for. You ain't supposed to be monitoring us. You're supposed to be monitoring the people that don't want to do the Article 5. Okay. The Congress, whenever two-thirds of both houses shall deem it necessary, shall propose amendments to this Constitution. I always have to pause at that. <laughs> I know. When, when it is deemed, so by not proposing amendments, you're saying everything's fine? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. So everything is fine according to Congress. On the application or on the application of the legislatures of two-thirds of the several states shall call a convention for proposing amendments. 
because the states could actually think that we need to have amendments even when the Congress doesn't. What a thought. Which in either case shall be valid to all intents and purposes as part of this Constitution. Well, yes and no, because we'll be honest. We've now discovered in our journey that the amendments are very much considered stepchildren as opposed to the body of the Constitution, as we've seen in many, many cases. So, and as part have we got there? As part of this Constitution, when ratified by the legislatures of three-fourths of the several states, or by conventions in three-fourths thereof, as the one or the other mode of a ratification may be proposed by the Congress. I still don't understand why Congress got to propose that and not the states themselves. Well, Anyway, yeah, anyway on, on that, as you know, I tend to talk while we're reading this. Go ahead, sorry. What do you want to say? I mean, if the states were going to be the ones to do it, it would take longer. It would, And then it really would be operating sort of outside the boundaries of the Constitution. So I think by having Congress do it, it is, yeah, I mean, whether that's right or wrong or good or bad, it's it's. More, I don't know that uh, I find, I, see, I don't think down. that because, I mean, I don't, I don't think that because, I mean, I disagree with that on the, Note of in the Constitution, it says all rights that aren't given in this Constitution would be given to the states. So if they don't give it to Congress, then they automatically give it to the states. Right. And but I don't know do that it would it take Congress. longer. They uh, did, I, they uh, which to, is I, what I vote. I don't, I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying it's top down. Would you agree with that? Mm. It's having more. But, I, but I mean, see, that's the whole thing is that I don't think the, the Article 5 is supposed to be. I don't well, think the I Article mean, 5. Again, again, I mean, we can say what it should be or shouldn't be. How no, we but I'm saying it, by what, I'm the saying way that it's sort of. to be top down because it was written by Federalists. It was written by, I mean, or it had the final seal of approval by Federalists, whether it was proposed by Federalists or Anti-Federalists. It has the, it has the stink of the Federalist authors in it, that it's Congress that calls the conventions. Because you're right, the states would be perfectly capable of calling a convention. Like, why not? You just have, if if enough uh, petitions are um, signed, they're sent to the other states. Like, when a state passes an Article 5 call for an amendment convention, it sends that information to the other states, I believe, not just to Congress. So I, I totally agree with you. It could be done through the state, a, a convention. Uh, you'd have to, then they would have to decide on the rules, which I guess they'd have to have delegates be there to, uh, you know, you'd already have to have delegates. So, I mean, I think to, to give the states the power, you would have to outline more of the process in Article 5, and they were probably just going for, like, shortness maybe. I don't know. Um just they, just, like we you're know too kind they were, they were trying to get it out and done you know what i mean like that would like it would take more steps and more thought instead of just trying to rush it out the door which was really what they were at at, at that point you know well i think that too and that it it does circumvent the idea that the states have the power to act outside of the federal government right which is what it was which always it supposed have. to and which, yes, and, and, and what was supposed plot. to be... Mm -hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. I mean, we're going to talk more today about Madison. We're kind of jumping 
into that topic already, the Madison being this manipulator and making it seem like, oh, we have such so little time to get this constitution written and it has to get written or else, or else what? Or else we're stuck with the Articles of Confederation, which, okay. Or someone will invade like, us. A lot of people liked Articles Or another yeah, country exactly. will take us over. Or another country. Or, oh my so, goodness. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to, yeah, rush, make it seem like it's this urgent thing. We got to get this out the door quick instead of really giving it the thought it, it should have had, which, and all the suggestions from all these states. Because, but Article 5 gave them somewhat of a, uh, a plausible, yeah, or a, a cover, yeah, so that they could say, don't worry, we'll include all those rights that you keep pestering us about. We'll include those later. We'll get to that later. We'll kick that can down the road. Don't worry, we'll get you some amendments. Not the two most important ones. We'll make you wait 203 years for one of them, and, and still we haven't gotten the first one, the most important one. But uh, anyways... What a, this must finish? be our longest our longest yeah. article five yeah. conversation it's all right it's all right mm-hmm. because we the more the more times you read it mm-hmm. the more things happen during the time that you are reading this like i don't mean just today right. i'm talking about how we've been reading this for almost a year the things that have happened in the political cycle are amazing to us in a sense of how it brings out that they probably did not want the states to have as much power. Right. And that, and this is a way to make it, this is sort of a, um, to me, a sleight of hand. Yeah. The Article so, 5. So I think we were or, on... Uh... Three-fourths or maybe proposed by the Congress, because that was a... And then, of course, they have to put it in here because they couldn't put it in any other part of the Constitution ever. But they could have, but they didn't want to, provided that no amendment or provided that no amendment, which may be made prior to the year 1808, shall in any manner affect the first and fourth clauses in the ninth section of the first article. So I think that they did that also just kind of like they, they took a a garbage ball and threw it in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's because well, it, it all spell it out right. for people okay. who are new. If anyone's new to the show, what that is, is importation of slaves. That's what they're talking about right there with the uh, first section of the uh, ninth. What is it? In, in any matter of fact, the night. Right. And so the ninth section is about importation of slavery. And I think that that should have been put in separately to deal with the the first and fourth clauses in the ninth section of the first article because people don't even know what that is now uh-huh. and they they right. throw it out like it's of no importance but it I, did become uh, important because it became part of the article 5 mm-hmm. it would have been I, it was much probably because the article 5 got added at the end of the process yes like i know those, we all know that yeah, but that in parts... itself those other parts had already been written and like they were laid down and sort of finalized. And then article five comes in and they just want to say, Oh wait, this is the most important thing to half of us. So we're demanding that you put it right here. It cannot be like, we spent such a long time arguing over that point that we have to include it like specifically in all new articles because it, uh, or any article that could potentially affect it because we don't want any 
ambiguity for the next 40 years where it's going to be it's going to make our lives hell if people are trying to do that amendment without uh when i thought it was 20 years is that wrong so did i do that wrong is it it, isn't it 20 years you said 40 did i say 40 what is it it's uh 18 18 no no we're at 1890 i think because it's the 1890 congress the 1890 Congress. One, the year 1808. Oh. 1808. So yes, yes. I'm talking about when they're writing it. 1789. So 1790. It would it would actually only be like. 30 years? 20 years? Oh my gosh, this is terrible. 1908. 1808. 1808 would be. It would be 20 years, but I thought it was 20 years. No, it wasn't. But that's that's because it never that's because nothing's ever done right at the 20 years. Right. Maybe I'm thinking of when it actually finally did get amended. I I forget. But either way, they that was the contested issue. So let's wrap. Yes, we will. And And that no state. Without its consent, shall be deprived of its equal suffrage in the Senate, and somehow that's in the Article Five too. So, okay. you know, well, that's Article it. Five Bye-bye. is not perfect. Like nothing in the Constitution is perfect, which is why the amendments are so important and why we're so desperate for more amendments. We should have been getting amendments regularly throughout our country's history, and every time we go a long time without getting an amendment, that's when the country devolves into turmoil, and. Here we are again. So well, we actually almost turn into a civil war. I mean, right. basically. I mean, let us all realize that if you look into the past, the things of the Civil War started a lot earlier than 1860. Right. So you know, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you all of the things because I think you should go and look not you, but I mean, listener, please go and look it up because if I tell you, it'll probably just go in as they say one ear and out the other, but maybe if you read it, maybe if it becomes important to you, maybe if we've covered it in the past too. Right. So it's not, but we know that, yeah, it's not just all of a sudden one day people are at war. It's a long building up period. And then, and then one day you're at war. So, I mean, but it, it doesn't just all start at once. It, it goes, it has a roots. And right now we're, we're getting there. We're in the deep thick of it. And New Jersey, not to beat around the bush any further, New Jersey just made it a lot harder to, to calm those turbulent waters of, of uh, discontent in this country. Let's just say it that way. I mean, people are pissed at the system, at the establishment. And they're trying to amend the Constitution. The only way they're able to is through the states because Congress has been completely broken. Um, so by saying so, in other words, New Jersey has recalled all of their Article Five convention calls. Uh, we talked about it last week and it had actually already happened last week. I just didn't really want to believe it, apparently. And also, I'm not that familiar with the New Jersey legislature website. So I kind of saw it in a place that I wasn't expecting to see that news. It was on the Senate side, not the house side, even though the house went second. So they just regroup all the updates on the side that it was initially introduced under. That's my understanding. Um, 
and in the House did pass uh, uh, Bill 222, House Bill, whatever it's called, 222, and that recalls all of their all of their Article 5 Amendment Convention calls. Uh, and not a single Democrat voted against it. Every single Democrat voted in favor of recalling every uh, convention call. Now, I think you, there's a way you could have done that if you were honest and wanted to address those convention calls on their merit, but they just blanketly give the reasons of uh, it's not time to, or, or any convention is uh, a bridge too far. They're saying that having an amendment convention or what they would call it with their conspiracy theory language, a runaway convention or a constitutional convention, uh, they would call it uh, those things because they are spreading fear about uh, the convention the convention process and uh, fear has won out unfortunately the the cowards won they run the they run the system well they, it they appears that fear wins quo. out most of the time on most mm -hmm. issues that it's much easier to scream there's going to be a fire mm -hmm. sorry but i mean like that that's kind of the whole thing guns, from they're going to take your slaves they're gonna uh, well we have well, to get a, we have to we have to get a strong central government because we're, we're going to be invaded by another country that was 1789 mm -hmm. that's what they were screaming in 1789 so this 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 my fellow americans is really if you're going to go into deep state if you're going to go into big conspiracy theories this is it. This is how it works. Because they just throw out stuff. Go ahead. They're in the states now. Like, we used mm -hmm. to think, you know, it's mostly in the, the federal government that is the problem. Uh, and on the state level, there's still actual representation. Uh, but I think it's slipping away. We've been saying that, too. It's, it's slipping away. And right now, it's going too fast the wrong direction. I don't know if we're going to be able to... Uh, push that door back open to get i mean we're gonna have to i think the uncapping the house movement and the caa talk that we always talk about apportionment of representations i mean if the house expands the way we think it should i think state legislatures would follow suit i think a lot of state legislatures their districts are too big too like if the house of representatives districts are only fifty thousand, the state representatives how big should they be they should be like every what you know well they could be the same three. 50 or yeah. they could be thirty thousand, or they could be forty thousand. Like i mean state, it could be whatever a, yeah like maybe the state senators would be fifty thousand, like the u.s reps but then the state house members should maybe be like ten thousand. i don't know something in that ballpark 10 15 8 something like that probably to keep it i really would say small. I well, I'm thinking 25 to 30. Sure. Okay. I mean, yeah, ball in that area. So yeah, and states can, different states can set it how they want. But uh, the well, and that's twice as many. You know, that would be like twice as many mm -hmm. 
for the states than it would be for the Congress. Do you know what I mean? Like the state could have whatever, 10 for the, you know, state and 20 for the feds. No, other way around, 20 for the state and 10 for the feds, which would be a, a better, you know, system. Right. And this is what, what we I, have now. This is kind of what I really wanted to rant about and just get pissed about this week because it is a deep state operation to not have article the first have been ratified the way article the first got sabotaged and um kept from us is that's like the original conspiracy really i mean it's it's right up there with um I mean, the big ones, the big conspiracies. It's up there with JFK, 9-11, uh, all the ones that we're not 100% sure about, but we know something happened there. We know that we know even more details about Article the First. And uh, it is... Mm, there's a paper trail. We know who the villains are. I mean... We're going to get into it, and yeah, we already did talk Somewhat about that. And as I, he's, he's we've villain, but well, go ahead. Well, it's sort of what I've, I've sort of said to you. It's like evidence is different in a cold case mm -hmm. than it is in an ongoing investigation. Sometimes time, just time, gives you information, and that's sort of what has happened with the article, the first time has given us a perspective. Mm -hmm. And also it, then you start realizing and you, that's when things become circumstantial, but I have to let you know that supposedly there's an awful lot of people in jail on circumstantial evidence. Right. So it is not, it's, it's not as much as a conspiracy as Maybe some others, because in some ways we do have more kind of factual evidence, right. at least if it's only their actions. So it's not a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy fact at this point, or it's a conspiracy. Yes. Uh, We're pretty much hypothesis. Um, yeah. And I think we it's time, I think, to just start talking about these things in terms of big picture what things we can say for sure and what we know if people want to dive into the minutiae they're really just trying to derail the conversation and it's easiest and best to just bring it back to big picture but we will go into that minutiae and we'll do that prop well i can't i keep saying next week we'll do the deep dive into the article the first.net website article um I, well, I'm it may building, be over I'm a period of time. Yeah, it, we're going to keep yeah, it, we're, to it. We're, we're going to, mm -hmm. it's There's not like we're just going to do it on one Right, right, right. But one episode day, I, because, at least one episode, I want to have like a timeline episode. Right, I know that that's you do, but I'm, I'm really saying like, like projecting. I know, I know that's what you are, but I want people to know it's not like we're going to say, oh, we're doing one episode on it and then we're moving on. That, that, that's not really how that's going to work. This probably will become sort of almost our, a, a lot of our main focus of a topic of discussion and we'll branch out from there because it shows um, in the past how things have now developed. 
right. to where we stand today. There is a road. It may not be a road that's paved. It may not even be a straight road. Mm-hmm. But there is definitely a linking between that and now. And yep. if I, and if I and could now. just uh, do like the broad, broad steps to, you know, go through what we're talking about here. The steps in the creation of the amendments that are outlined on article the first.net, it really gives you clarity as to what they were trying to keep out of the Constitution and why. And there's still, I still have one unanswered question that I'll get to, but the, the beginning of the story, obviously, is the Constitution gets, gets proposed and ratified 1787. The Constitution is ratified. Uh, and right away, all the states start sending in uh, petitions for amendments. Well, or suggestions, in, we would yes. say, that they want to have in the Constitution or rights that they want. Right. And, yeah, and they're all yeah. rights. Hundreds of uh, states proposing amendments. And the House, the original first Congress, starts to gather those up and organize them, uh, combine the ones that are basically, you know, talking about the same issues, uh, and they whittle it down and sculpt it into the first 12 well, actually, when the House did it, it was first 17, I believe, but some larger number. So it was, the, and then it goes back to the Senate. The Senate narrows those 17 down to 12. So you've got hundreds leading into 12. And those 12, uh, of those 12, only 10 got rat- ratified. 10 that became our Bill of Rights that we know them, with the First Amendment being the, you know, the, the First Amendment we all know and love. But I want to look at those 12 first, the 12 that were proposed by Congress that were from the selection of hundreds, those 12, starting with Article the First, and the second one being the 20, what later became the 27th Amendment, which was ratified in 1993, all the way back 200, 203 years later, back in 1993, um, what is that, 28 years ago now at some, you know, uh, from... Yeah, we're at some... We're almost at 29, I would say. Yeah, so you had 203 years with no uh, limitation on how much raises Congress could give themselves than the 20... While they were in Congress. While they are in Congress. While While they have even lost their election so they've lost their seat but they can give themselves a raise right uh i want that job why don't we all want that job see how they have suckered us all these fucking years but my my unanswered question is about that one the 27th amendment which was the original article the second the original second amendment would have been this one why wasn't mm-hmm. that passed? I don't exactly know why. Uh, I, why didn't the states ratify it? We don't know. It doesn't have the same excuse that they give for Article the First. So now let's look back at Article the First. There was supposed to be the original First Amendment, and these were ordered in in like order of importance from that selection of the states' mm-hmm. submissions. So that means yep. of 
all those submissions from the states. This was the first one that was they wanted it in the constitution. People all the wanted representation. representation. People wanted yes. representation. And they wanted it. Can't, cannot stress enough, and that is completely lost in our discord. And everybody today looks at the First Amendment, what we now have as the First Amendment as the most important. And in a lot of ways, it is extremely important. And it's one of the, those things that makes America the freest country in a lot of ways. But even those were not what we wanted the most but as the people the of the time of 1789. People wanted representation. That was that That's what, was they what wanted. separates America. That's what was supposed to separate the United States of America from all other countries was the people having that direct voice to their representatives in government. And by not giving, getting that First Amendment, it screwed everything up. You know, it was okay for a long time, but then eventually it got, it got capped. And that screwed everything that up. That corrupted. And, and I think it was always meant to be corrupted. Yes. And, I think uh, that it, what it, well, I think the length of time that it lasted was because the, you know, the ones who had set it up so that it would never <clears throat> be successful. Mm-hmm. And we know that it could have wanted, been. In, but what I want, what I'm wanting to say is that they wanted to keep to it during their lifetime, mm-hmm. because then it would appear that it has, that they've done something that they haven't done. Right. And they were they made very sure to keep the, the other representation threshold in the actual body of the Constitution. That's the thirty thousand limit on the the limit to the lower limit of districts right so a district can't have any less than thirty thousand citizens per representative they made sure to keep that limit in there because that's the one that controls uh yep the maximum the maximum representation each individual has because it could keep going all the way down till one person one vote and then it wouldn't even be a representation or a rep or republic anymore just be a direct democracy but we they assume right. okay we have to have some limit on we have to have some system that's functioning in a world that didn't have the internet people yet and stuff. have so, to have somebody better them than them right. to govern them right that's what they believe okay and so that's what they believed so and they didn't what? have the internet they to were make just it all, all privileged anyways. white men right so they have this system of representation uh, with the lower limit set at solidly at 30,000. Now that everyone is demanding, we want an upper limit of uh of the amount of citizens 50, per representation per representative, which is yeah, 50,000. Right. Uh the states were demanding that. We want that upper limit set in an amendment saying it can't uh the size of the districts can't keep growing because then it's going to get to the point where citizens are no longer in touch or in uh then you no longer have representation so you representatives. just representatives yeah you're just right. basically I making mean... the house of representatives into the senate where yep it's just uh another distant figure in washington that you have no relationship with the house of representatives was supposed to be somebody that you could go to yes. in a district that was uh a size that's manageable and which and that also would have, of course, the added benefit of of 
eliminating corruption. You wouldn't have the ability to buy those seats with campaign donations because 50,000 is enough where enough word of mouth type campaigning door to door could actually well, you're only outreach. in for two years. So if anybody's keeping any track of what somebody's saying, then if they're going in and saying, I'm going to give you the moon, and they, you know, come out and you have a handful of feces, mm-hmm. two years, you know, you can figure it out. It, 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 that scam can't go long. Right. Now it can go because there's so many people. I mean, there's there's the districts are a certain so portion of Right. The, they're no so big. Can get enough name recognition to compete. It's also a, par- a problem with the party system and having smaller right. district sizes would make it possible for more parties. Obviously, yes. Too. And, at so. least at the uh, yes. And in the House of Representatives, there should be those. Yes. Because they're supposed to be representing the people. And not everyone is a Democrat. Not everyone's a Republican. Because I'm not sure there's much difference between the two. And not everybody's an independent either. Maybe I just want to be a fucking environmentalist. Maybe I want to be the sustainable party. Because the other two ain't sustainable as far as planet goes. Right. So these And are unfortunately, all my why... loves, we all live on it. Right. Uh, For now. And... So the people who were responsible for keeping that uh, that upper limit on the size of districts out of the body of the Constitution, they didn't want it in the amendments either. So they didn't want Article the first to pass. And so they're just coincidentally the first and most important amendment that the states were all demanding. Oopsie daisy, we accidentally flipped a word, making it mathematically paradoxical and impossible to implement because we flipped the word less to mean more so that uh, the size and the numbers are inversely related and therefore the amendment can't exist. They kind Uh, of contradict each other. It makes, yeah, we changed a word to make the mathematics uh, not functionable. So, yeah, because it's like you know? now you can't have shucks. it for less than 30 or 50 or something like that. You can't have it. it that's what they did is you can't have it more than 40 and le- more than 30 and less than 50. That doesn't mm-hmm. or it's something like that. It's right. more than 50 and less than 30. You can't do that. It's mathematically a paradox. That's what they sort of wrote in there. Just so you all know, that's what it would be. Tell me a number that's, you know, smaller than three, but bigger than five. Exactly. You got it? Yeah. Of course you do. Yes. Uh, and so <clears throat> I know Madison and Madison. And oh, let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Because are we pretending that our effing are F papas? We're not at all mathematicians, not smart <laughs> no. guys at all that had their heads so far up their asses. All they could right. do was eat shit. I thought they were geniuses. I thought they were deities walking <sighs> on clouds. No, they. And so, I mean, you can't have it both ways. Either they made this little oopsie doodle whoopsie daisy on the most important and first amendment ever presented to the states for ratification or they knew exactly what they were doing and they flubbed that one line as a way to kill that amendment before it ever even made it Intentionally. out of the canal. 
intentionally, yes, because they I, that's what I think happened. And I mean, again, we we'll get into the minutia, but if you just look at that big picture, the fact pattern is one of those things where it just makes you go, really, a coincidence that big? Come on, sell me it. Tell, you know, where's the bridge that you're gonna sell me next? Because Obviously, this is uh, and anybody who who watches detective instance. shows at all, anybody who watches detective shows, anybody that watches even true crime, anybody that watches cold cases, anybody that watches anything like that knows that that is always suspect. Right. Coincidences are always suspect. It doesn't mean they can't ever happen, mm-hmm. but you have to look at them very suspiciously. And that's part of it is that as time has passed and we get to have this window on this time frame and and beyond, we have now seen what this coincidence has created. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? So if you wanted a certain outcome, mm-hmm. this fulfilled it. This fulfilled it. If you wanted the outcome of not getting representation for people to turn this country into a fascist state, which I think Madison always wanted, I'm not backing down. Come for me, buddy. What are you going to do? I mean, you know what? You want to shoot me because I say Madison was a fascist? Go for it. I mean, if that's where your trigger is, go. I mean, death is coming anyway. Anyway. I mean, I think he's got to be we need a rewrite of history on Madison. He is not, yeah, he is not a good guy. He's a villain. And that gives, that does make you look at the whole constitution in a different light. I mean, it has a lot of really good parts, but it has a lot of, but those are mostly the amendments. The amendments are the good parts, you know, mostly, I mean, the rest of it is all. And he did not write the amendments. He wrote the body. Yeah. That body that I'd like to stab to death. Oh, and, and also we're kind of burying the lead here. Because, again, I'm going to lay this all out in a timeline, but the committee that was in charge of of consolidating the 12 amendments from the House version and the Senate version, you know, just like rewriting and, and fleshing them all out and putting the finishing touches on them, that committee had six members on it, and Madison was one of those members. And that's the committee that flipped the word less to more. Uh, which made its way into the uh, s- into the Senate version, but not the House version, and that also so that's a funny thing there. the The clerk who was copying the House versions didn't make that change. They made all the other changes that were recommended by the committee, but they left that one out because they realized, oh, that must be a mathematical error, or that creates a mathematical error, so it must just be a copy error. So I'll just disregard it. And so the House version was the correct version, and the Senate passed a mathematically impossible version. And so the question then I had was, is that— And that in and of itself has to—right. Then how could it actually have passed? That's what—I mean, when if you put a paradox into an amendment, or you're not allowed to. Mm-hmm. By, by the very nature of the amendments, they are not allowed to be paradoxical. Out of, yeah, out of the Congress. And also, how could they have— how could They could be actually... repealed— how could it have actually passed um, Congress with different language? That can't actually happen either. So, so, so there's That's... been a lot of legal cases that have challenged that, uh, and you have to go then look into the whole history of what version was sent out to the states by Washington 
at president at the time. Uh, and we're doing all that homework currently. We're, you know, researching like crazy. So, uh, but it doesn't, but all, all that is sort of the fallout. The important thing is the hit job that they did and how well they did it. And that, the, and I don't know if that person, the clerk who didn't include the error in the house version is a hero for changing it to point out that mistake or well, quote unquote mistake or hit job, you know, to point it out so that we would have the history of the uh, the conspiracy that took place there? Or was that person in on the conspiracy, and by making the two versions different, did that actually put the final nail in the coffin of, or, you know, potentially final nail in the coffin of Article the First? Because it was different, it was even further impossible to ratify you know because if both the house and the senate had that uh that mistake mistake right a mathematical paradox would it have been fixed easier and then re-ratified because it probably would have because the states wanted it the states were demanding that as their top priority so by See, having this the is, House and that's Senate, why, that's why. So how did those state different. legislators mm-hmm. just sort of let this pass by uh-huh. and not really deal with it at the time? So you have to ask, and so that's what what I would. Probably what's missing? Because what's they, missing? I think because the it was one of those problems that you could kick down the road because oh right now our district sizes are small our the districts at in 1787 are 30,000 well or the other so thing like so i said or they representation they, if they we reassured wanted. everyone that this would be the yeah. situation don't that worry right it'll stay small the, we'll keep the district small there's well, no reason I mean, not even to keep madison it small. i mean who knows i mean we're talking about people who are in congress or are going home mm-hmm. just like now and talking to people and some of those people didn't make it like I, Mason, I don't think was part of the first congressional Congress. I'd have to go back and check, but I, I think by that time he was so sick, he didn't, uh-huh. he stayed at home. And we do know that, that he, towards the end of his life, he was ill. And Madison so, was also from <clears throat> Virginia, right? They all were all the shakers and movers. Well, a lot. Well, Okay. The only one not, sort of, is Adams. He's the only one we really can stand and say. I think New York had a lot of other ones. Uh, they did. They did. Names. But Boston had a lot of big names. Yeah, but know. they weren't necessarily the ones that became presidents. Well, true. And that's sort of, that's what I'm talking about is how, and when we go back to that is, okay, the other thing you must consider is after okay, after we've talked about the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists and that there was this very heated battle at the time and the Federalists won and the Federalists are, and I will name them, John Jay, Alexander Hamilton, and Mason. Madison. Mason, yeah, Madison, sorry, Madison. James Madison, yes, he's the anti-federalist. Sorry, I got that confused. Anyway, so, and I do that, sorry, sorry, audience. Anyway, and so. um, And they won, Madison. And they won. So then who has the most power when we're going into that first Congress? Right. And who is there? Hamilton? Madison? 
I don't know that Mason is. I will be honest. We'd have to check. Um, Jefferson is. But Jefferson, we now know, was probably really considered to be a Federalist. Mm -hmm. He might have been somewhat of a natural Federalist, but not as much as as um, he swings a little in the middle of certain things. There were some things economically he... I don't know that he was a, a central bank guy, okay? And that's where him and Hamilton sort of had their difference of opinion. Mm -hmm. But I think that when it came to us being taken over, mm -hmm. Jefferson was willing to ride that ride, mm -hmm. whether he believed it or not. And in well, truth, there are no facts to sustain or substantiate that there were countries that were coming to take us over, mm -hmm. unless it was Russia or something, or because Spain is sort of falling apart by this time itself in some ways. This is France. What has happened is that all the colonial, you know, Brazil, Portugal, when I say that, <clears throat> that's because that's their colony, right? With that, their empire in the Americas sort of thing. Then you go into the, the French and the islands. Then you go into the um, Spanish and, and Mexico and, and South America. And I mean, it, go, it just sort of goes on like that if you're getting... But, so really they've the all only... been... The only boogeyman you really had was Britain out there, England. And at this time, and they weren't a boogeyman also, because they well, were already having. But that also became Madison's wag the dog uh, right. scapegoat was Britain. And he got us into the War of 1812, which was basically yes. his Vietnam, which was just a, a waste for our our side. And it was just to keep him in office because he was losing popularity. Because I think people were realizing, oh, we weren't. And I think the sentiment of the masses at that time people who were disenfranchised probably would have been to keep the states separate the anti-federalist position which would in my in my uh syntax would be the, well, le not, the leftist position and this gets back to what i was talking about and last what they week. would have done is we would Are have said it can a, con a confederation under the articles of Confederation, yes. and and I think that is the left the wing position. We would have stated confederation. That's what we were talking Instead about. Instead of a week. United States, can, yes. Can states, uh, can states' rights be left wing? And I think it can. And I think back then, and that at that point in history, the left wing position would have been to stay a confederation. The states have, uh, you'd have more representation in your state. Uh, and then the state would be what would guarantee you your your individual rights, you know. So you would have had the—I mean, I don't know. It would have been a different world, and I, I think there were some—and and the main argument, though, was we could be invaded. And isn't it scary that we're all these small little countries? We don't have a big, uh, fat, uh, a big federal— mother state to protect us you know to watch over us and isn't it scary so people gave in okay fear, so that's again, what as usual fear one that's what they're saying is is happening right or this this is this is a boogeyman that they're making but what is really happening is the fucking breakdown of capitalism mm -hmm. because they cannot agree everybody wants to take their slice if you have to move a slave mm -hmm. through 13 states I just made that up. 
I just picked a number, through five states and you got to pay a tax, by the time you get to wherever you're going, you didn't make no fucking money. Mm-hmm. Get where I'm going here? And being that we were built on what? Capitalism. That it was taking a real hit. Mm-hmm. And built, oh, built and on we slavery. Were ec- yeah. uh-huh. Economically right. falling apart. Mm-hmm. So you got to save... Not the democracy, my loves. Mm-hmm. Capitalism. And slavery, which was what the... Well, that is capitalism at the time. That exactly. is all. Mm-hmm. That is. Okay, when Absolutely. I use capitalism, that is it. That is all. That is. Right. And, and not just that one. No, no. Well, I'll use the other one, too. That we would rob land from other people to rape, pillage, and plunder it. Yep. Okay, that too. Yeah. And and so I mean like you don't want to teach CRT. Okay, don't teach CRT. What are you going to do when somebody says how come this is called like you know, what is this? This this is this is a reservation here. What the hell is that? Mom. What the fuck's a reservation? Who lives on a fucking reservation? That's CRT? I didn't know that it was CRT. Yeah, that would be an uncomfortable qu- uncomfortable question. And uh, yeah, if your kid asks you too many of those, then who knows what will happen. Well, where'd they come from? Well, how come they don't have all the land? Well, what the hell happened? Mm-hmm. Um, so... No, it's I... not just about... It's not just about... Black people, okay, I mean, I don't want to just say that like like that, that it's all, it's about that they felt that everybody, anything who wasn't them, mm-hmm. and I mean anybody who wasn't them, was fair game. Uh, yeah, I know what you And mean. when I mean them, I mean the secret society, whether you want to call it the Masons, because they were the educated one or the privileged one or the the new kind of uh, aristocracy because you couldn't get it with blood you got it with money i think that's a very important thing you just you just uh got around to which is class that they they had a sense of class that was much more well defined and class became this thing that we don't talk about and it became this taboo in america that you don't you would never like tell somebody that you were of a higher class than they are today but back then everyone knew and you would have no compunction or hesitation to say uh you low class person can't you know tell me that like i can tell you what to do and i can buy and sell your life because i'm of a higher class whether you're you know black obviously because they you know didn't have any rights but even if you're white and of a low class there was no uh there was an understanding, let's just say there was a, there was an understanding and it was ubiquitous and it was just in the air that they breathed at the time. The culture was class based, whereas today it was and it was murder. reinforced by organized religion. That too. Mm-hmm. No, it was. Yeah, I mean, it was. And so you were told to keep your place. I mean, that was just it. I mean, you were, you were, it was reinforced by when you went to church that you were to be kept your place, that God had you born there. And that's where you were supposed to say, stay. And your reward was coming. Mm-hmm. The other ones just got a lucky womb. Well, 
I mean, we could go on and on about the conspiracy that founded this country, and was it good or bad or mix? I mean, I again, I I'm of the opinion that there were some good things that they couldn't keep out. This is this is my current thinking. It's like it was it was there to take away our rights and it was there to uh, domesticate human beings into uh, slaves of the market of, of the system. But there was enough demand from people and it was getting loud enough and there was the intellectual awareness that people deserved rights and representation that they couldn't shut it out completely. And so it did force its way in there, that idea or that mentality. And it, it, is, it does exist in the Constitution somewhere, and it can be clawed back out, you know, dusted off and, and revived. And that's what we're trying to do. That's what Article 5 gives you the hope of. It's what the Congressional Apportionment Amendment gives the hope of. That, that dream is not... Right, and you got to believe that, that, that... Okay, and if they were fighting back then... If they were trying to not allow it back then, th that has not changed. And and it's not like I, I've said before, it's not like I think it's just one group and they somehow managed to go through generations. And if they do, the group itself would be very odd and how they pick, I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying here? So it's... Um, but when you look at the ideas that stay in a certain way or which is to keep representation from happening that does have a timeline even to today and that won't and that's not going to change so if you think that there's no fight out there we we have a it's a huge battle mm -hmm. and you just haven't been looking you just thought it got given to you because somebody told you that it did and you were naive enough, not you and I, although perhaps at one time I was too. But now I'm older and I'm wiser and I'm seeing that I'm getting really tired of being told the same thing for 50 years. And nothing's changed. 50 years is a long time. A lot of people, I mean, we, my question is, how come this science fiction went so really bad? How come there aren't a bunches of utopia stories? How come? We should be able to fix everything we've created. This mess that we've made, aren't we smart enough to fix it? Yes. And if we aren't, then then we then what? Then you want to say, okay, I am willing to have a cell phone, but it's all right for me to die quicker and extinct mm -hmm. everybody on the planet. Okay, own it. Own it, then be proud of it. But it's sort of this thing where it's, we'll just, no, we've got time. We've got time. We've got time. I'm not dying because I can't breathe the air. I'm not dying because I can't drink the water. I'm not dying because things can't be grown in the soil anymore. I'm not dying for, do you see what I'm saying here? I'm not dying even in on, and on any more of that. We already know that, like, in America, your lifespan has actually decreased. And so, yeehaw! Yeehaw, uh, all you right-wingers, and yeah, you know who you are. 
Well, and and left wingers, because look, I was just going to say New Jersey. It was every Democrat. Yeah. The only the only people who yeah. voted against recalling all those Article Five calls were was... Republicans. Yep. Uh, and the Democrats are in New Jersey. I mean, I should be more specific. The Democrat New Jersey legislature passed a bill that is saying there's no problem. The house isn't on fire. Uh, there's no, there's no civil war coming. Uh, there's no, um, Congress doesn't have a 5% approval rating. You know, we don't see any problem that needs to be fixed in this country. Uh, that could use an amendment to fix it. We think everything is perfectly fine. And that just goes to tell you that they are benefiting from the status quo. The state legislatures now are as comfortable as Congress, at least in New Jersey. They think it, their constituents are, are well-fed and happy. They're not at all ready for change. That's what they're telling you if you live in New Jersey. Your representatives think everything well, and, is Well, and not fine. just that. People went. People went. They had people show up on basically a very short notice. And you and I have done the state legislator thing, and they dick you around for a reason. Yep. If there's a large group of you, they dick you around. Okay? Mm -hmm. There we go. I'm selling you how it really is out there. Oh, and you know what? This is what I thought of on the, uh, if you are, I mean, like, and I'm certainly almost positive that these are, you know, our, our listens or our followers at this point are basically, because if you aren't going to be activists, if you aren't going to like grow the, the dream, then what are you really here for? And I do ask that almost a year later and I'll keep asking you that. And if you feel uncomfortable about it, I don't care. I'm not like that. I wouldn't be like that in person. So anyway, yeah. you know, it's more that uh, they they do feel that they're totally privileged about this. Oh, that they'll dick you around and, and change the time of when they're going to have the hearing because then less people might have other things to do or get tired or their children might get tired because people they've made people with children wait for like 10 12 hours for a hearing we've we've been there done there been that mm -hmm. and yeah I mean, so the, the other real problem too is just that so much of society is checked out completely i mean the only people who are really super concerned about this thing are the wonks, right? There's a few, you know, Twitter commenters or whatever who are wonkish. They went to Ivy League. And let me just say this. At this point, if you go to an Ivy League school, I don't trust you. I'm sorry. If you went to Harvard or Yale, I'm just going to assume you're an agent of the status quo until you prove me otherwise. I mean, obviously, there's some people out there who've done 30 we do of, believe uh, that you believe we do I believe trust, you belong but, to secret societies. Yeah, I mean somebody like Richard Wolf has proved, you know, he's he's done good work uh he even though he went to Ivy Leagues, but I mean if you go to those places they are going to mold you into a status quo defending robot basically. And I'm not sure that he didn't go on a scholarship or something, and that's a different situation than being able to just buy your way in, which is what a lot of them do.
and so I mean, uh, the people who and have that was these a time opinions, ago. these conspiracy theory minority opinions, are the ones who uh, are comfortable. Basically, the people who are uncomfortable in this system and are pissed off and want change have no idea about Article Five. The people who there's so many people who are all over the place on different movements on different. You know, and some on the right wing are into their Article Five, uh, you know, Convention of States, balanced budget, etc. They kind of know about Article Five and they generally support it, but they're not super active. You know, left wing has Wolfpack, and they are, you know, people don't have time really. The the few people that know about Wolfpack are not, uh, you know, well funded enough and don't have the time to dedicate, and it's ice skating uphill at this point. I'm not saying people shouldn't still be involved with Wolfpack if you believe in that mission, but uh, we just need the general education level about Article 5 to be at a completely different and level, see, at a completely and, different conversation level in this country. And see, that's part of, when I look at Article 5 and all the convolutedness of how that they did, even in the wordage of what they did, it makes it so messy that I think that in itself is a barrier to people really understanding the Article 5. Because it doesn't flow. It's not easy. It's not simple. It twists and turns itself back on itself like a freaking, you know, path. Almost, you say. If it was taught to... Yeah, okay. Well, if it was broken down in a concise way, I think it's easy to understand it's written in a in a legalistic way, which can make it. Yeah, obscure, they just threw a lot but... of stuff in there that convolutes it. Is what my point has always yeah. been, and that's more or less what I've never liked about it. And that's sort of what almost um, gives people the opposition to it. Do you well, know what I mean? I mean, it's the whole like... constitution is somewhat like that, and that's why the vast majority of Americans are very illiterate on the constitution. So, it is because they whole... don't actually teach the they constitution. Teach. Yeah, and that's a whole. They don't really. They teach the amendments, but it's the body of which we really live by. And even if you're just going to teach is... the amendments, you've got to teach Article Five because you wouldn't have any of the amendments without Article Five. It would be right. Like they just think that it's just like, well, they say, oh, well, it takes two thirds of Congress. But I'm saying they never say anything else about it. I mean, I knew it took like two thirds of Congress. And that's why we think it's only it's only done by Congress, because that's the only way that they've ever had it go. Because the 17th, which was supposed to get the closest, which has always been very disputed, another coincidence because it's all about a timing when a state could have joined. So perhaps for two seconds, they did have enough to do it and actually do it. But then a state got to join the union. Oh, to call a convention for the direct election of senators? I didn't even know that. Yes. That's interesting. Oh, well, it's sort of like that's that's the story going around, kind of like the article the first. These old, old stories about shit that happened that obstacles got put in ways of things have been around for a long time they could be urban myths they could be legends they could be whatever you want to call them i mean i don't 
Well, we now the have problem the internet is, to shine light on all those things. Yes, so but as we know, that's not always a hundred percent the no, way that you have to go either. Definitely. And I, you know, and it's it's also that it's, and that's where that's the problem is because if you actually don't go back and look at the actual paper trail at some point, then the only trail that you got is the one that somebody decided to put on the internet. That's true. I just mean like it's harder for things to just get uh, forgotten about because it has that uh, um, people have that ability to keep bringing something up online, you know, and it's a constant discourse as opposed to, you know, when it was just TV or radio and newspapers, it wasn't. Well, as a a form of communication, yeah the way conspiracy theories are so pervasive now, I mean, that's part, that's also the other edge of that coin or the other side of that coin on the internet is conspiracy theories get brought to the surface, but then also so does a lot of bullshit that uh, people believe. So that's the other side of it. Well, okay. The thing about conspiracy theories Mm -hmm. is that theory is an idea that you have. What you're trying to do is support that idea with actual facts, because if you just say that's the way that I believe, then you're back into organized religion, no matter where you want to be. That's where you are, because if you're only going to believe something because it's your belief, then basically that is the faith of organized religion. Yeah. So, yeah. And that, so that's why that conspiracy theory, uh, word is so powerful because yeah it it is saying like oh i believe this without it's implying that you don't have evidence but really it's it like we said a a lot of them are actually conspiracy educated educated hypothesis or something would be a better word because we do have enough evidence to say yeah jfk was not killed by a lone gunman i'll just say that right here uh that uh what else um that well we're not even sure that Sirhan Sirhan killed yeah RFK I th- that one looks like a conspiracy to me too uh that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself in prison I'll just say that right out right here right now uh there's that to to group that in the same you know under the same term conspiracy theory along with uh you know some of the ridiculous ones QAnon etc they're obviously completely different things, so they shouldn't be called the same thing. But, you know, then again, it's like, does it and really the matter? Whole thing really is, matter is that it it's this idea of conspiracy. Like, somehow, oh, well, a conspiracy is kind of like your secret society now. Right. Yeah. And that's the whole point, is that a conspiracy means... Okay, there are, this is what a conspiracy means to a certain extent. When we talk about the conspiracy of what we think the Article 5 was, is because we believe more than one person was involved. When you have more than two, okay, one person is a single, two is a partnership, three is a conspiracy. And we do believe that there could have easily been three at least involved, if not all six, because they were all on the same committee. 
It's not like th- we don't have any. You're talking about article. The first yes, year. I'm talking about. We're going back to this idea of conspiracy. Like, oh my God, it's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. Let me tell you, the best things that ever work, the best strategy that ever works, it's a fucking conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Because more yeah. people are doing it. Mm-hmm. Jeez, get a grip on the fucking word, you dickheads. You drive me well, nuts. We know who's doing it. It's the uh, it's the protectors of the status quo are the ones who like to use that word as a broad brush. But we again, it doesn't really matter. The intelligence what they do. agencies yeah, def- definitely exactly they're the number one protectors of the status quo. But I mean, we know what we know. We know what we know, and and I can call. I'll. I just like to use the word conspiracy theory as like a joke. I I throw it around like. Well, I do too. I mean, I do. I do too. In that, I it's sort of I'm mocking it, exactly. right? But we're. And, I'm wanting you to know that when I say article the first, this 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 theory that I have about how it all got so screwed up, mm-hmm. is not like some oh, out there. I have no idea what the hell I'm talking about as far as, like you said, no timeline, no trace of anything. I mean, really, seriously? You're going after a TV show? Like, that's what I think of every time people say lizard people. I'm like, but we did that as a TV show. And the guy came out with the conspiracy theory after the TV show? So, like, how does that give him any credibility? I'm totally confused on that one, but that gave him tons of credibility, supposedly. I'm worried. I mean, did yeah. some did something happen with us bipedal placental mammals where a certain portion of us of of our thinking of our whatever evolution went a haywire? We just need to harness those people in service of something good and true well we're we're wanting you that's why we want to keep hope alive with article five good show all right talk to you later pagan communist bye everybody bye rubber fingers bye everyone